Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. What's going on, people? Welcome to uh, Black Men Think Podcast. I am your host, JD, a.k.a. Last Name Good. And as you can see, I'm dolo tonight. But, um, you know, the fellas had some previous uh, things that they had to take care of. So I was like, you know what? Let's do something special. So what we're doing tonight is uh, we're actually going to have some of our Patreon members come on on the pod, right? Be some special guests. So those some of the benefits of being... uh, members of our patreon account you get to come on the pod right and so uh tonight we may have one or two people that come on uh but you know we thought what what better way to kick this off this special pod off uh today with you know having a special guest so we're we're going to talk about whatever our patreon member topics that they come up with so anything that they want to talk about they want to address we're going to talk about uh here or i'm going to talk about here and uh hopefully you know uh, you guys enjoy the conversation that we're going to have tonight. So I do see that, uh, the homie Walt, he's, um, in the waiting room. So we're going to bring him in real quick. Walt, what's going on, man? See if Walt coming. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool, man. Well, look, welcome to the Black Man Think Podcast. We're we're rolling live now, man. And um, I was telling the people before you you came into the room, I'm rolling dolo tonight. The fellas, uh, Corey and and Mo, they had some stuff they had to handle tonight. So I was like, you know, what better way? to do this then um bring on some of our patreon members uh onto the pod right right so, um tonight we're open book man we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about and first off thank you i think you're actually the latest um patreon member um so thank you you know want to make sure that we thank you for for joining our patreon man, and being part of the family we know that you can spend your money anywhere bro so the fact that you choose to spend some with us we're not going to act like we don't appreciate that. So, so definitely thank you for that. Number one. No problem. Thank y'all for the content. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So like I said, tonight, man, it's, it's, it's open topic, bro. Open season. So anything that you want to talk about, I'm here to let, let's discuss, bro. Like what's on your mind right now? Uh, well, I mean, I heard y'all talking about LeBron, uh, recently <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's rough. It's yeah. rough. I, 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 I tell, I tell, I tell my homeboys. I said, if it's if it's two people that it's tough to be a fan of, it's LeBron and Meek Mill. <laughs> because the two. Where you from, bro? Go ahead. Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay, okay. I thought you was gonna say you from Philly. So, uh, explain to me why is it hard to be a fan of LeBron and a fan of Meek Mill? Because the two light-skinned boys got their number. (laughs) 
Oh, that's hilarious. It's crazy thing is, I already know who you're talking about. That's the funny part. Uh, I don't Hello? know. Is it, I'm, I'm breaking up or are you breaking up? Well, Uh, I don't know if we, uh, if Walt can still hear me. If you can hear me, bro, keep coming in. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to keep talking. Uh, it looks like he's still here, but I don't know, man. Internet connection, that's the only thing about dealing with Zoom. Sometimes you have to deal with the internet going in and out. So as Walt come back in, hopefully we'll be able to get him in here soon so he can uh, talk back with us uh, with Meek Mill and um, <laughs> and our friend, LeBron James. I'm actually I'm a fan of of LeBron James for sure. I'm not so much a fan of Meek Mill. I'm not gonna say that I don't like Meek Mill, but I just I'm not like a huge fan of, of Meek to be honest. Like he's not somebody that I listen to on a regular basis. I love we got Walt coming back in, so hold on. Let's see if we can get him in here. All right, Walt. I don't know. We got disconnected some some kind of way, but it looked like we got you. Yeah. Back. So you said, yeah, uh, no, Meek Mill and I was, I was saying, uh, no, nah, because those two light skinned boys got their number. <laughs> so let me let me guess the two light skinned guys you're talking about. So number one for Meek Mill, I'm gonna say you're talking about uh, Drake. I'm assuming Drake, right? Yes, yes. And, and so for LeBron, I'm assuming you talk about Steph Curry. Yes. All right, yes. We're on the same page then. All right, so we know <laughs> we know hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so being a fan of LeBron, like, <clears throat> and, and it's funny, like, I remember seeing the tweet that Meek sent. I remember seeing it, like, mm. screw the people screenshotting. I saw it live, like, okay. oh, I'm like, <laughs> like, you ever see something and be like, all right, if I saw that, I know everybody sees that. <laughs> and that's how that felt, you know. Um, and it was just like, all right, let me go in. Ride this storm out. It's a little rainy. It's a yeah, lot of rain. <laughs> a lot of rain came, but that was a lot of rain came down with that, you know. So it's uh, you know, so no, but just you know, hoping, hoping LeBron and them, you know, I knew the rest thing wasn't gonna work. Yeah, you know, um, I guess they didn't get the logic. Like if you, you know, if 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 you won the championship a certain way with LeBron running the point. Why are we going going away from what what made it? <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't get it either, bro. And like I've heard several things, right? So of course the, the main story is that LeBron is the GM and he wanted Russ. And so a part of me thinks that LeBron is trying to think for the future, right? Like I think LeBron is getting into preservation mode where he knows that like I'm trying to play like another three to four years for real. And the way that I, I can be at my best level is that I don't have to, you know, literally carry the team. And my thing is, I think he, he actually wanted Westbrook to help carry that load, right? Like, I think he was banking on that somebody was going to be injured. When I say somebody, I mean AD. And he, he felt that he was going to have somebody there that can help carry the load. Um, unfortunately, Westbrook, I, I mean, I just think it's a lot of pressure come playing at home, bro. Like, I know LeBron made it look easy playing in Cleveland. But, man, when you at home and every game you got 20 to 30 ticket requests, like, 
that that that's a lot comes with that. And I'm I'm definitely not trying to give a cop out to Westbrook because he's not I think my thing is it's not that Westbrook is playing bad, bro. It's that Westbrook is not like there's no accountability at all. It's None. Just, he'll talk about everything except except that like, bro, I'm not I'm not playing well right now. And that's the part that, that gets me. Yeah, I mean, and you know, um obviously A D is a big problem. Like I was just looking like at the the um the stats. I seen something on Instagram, I think it was uh, um who who was averaging the most. Like LeBron is literally well, as of yesterday, I don't know about now, but he was point one behind Joel Embiid. This man is in his nineteenth season. It makes no sense on paper at all. <laughs> like twenty nine. Like and you know, I don't know if you watched the uh, the uh, the uh, show they got, but he he was he was talking about it like you know, what makes me still do it? One, I'm 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 still nice as a motherfucker out here. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I ain't out here stinking it up. Yeah. I'm out here getting buckets still, you right. know. So, um, like in and for me, and this is what I try, get to try to tell people because obviously you know you get the debates on who's the best and all that. Like, go appreciate what you're saying. Bingo. Like this shit is on. Like you got, you got five years maybe, if and that's lucky. it. If we lucky, and then yeah, too. Like this is what I think is gonna happen, bro. We and when I say we, I mean everybody else because I see it already. But I, th- I think everybody is not gonna truly understand how great of a player LeBron James is until he's not able to perform, and when the league all of a sudden. Now, I don't want to say it gets boring, but like, bro, the the first time I think they was it last year. It may have been last year, or either the yeah last year was the first time that either LeBron James or Steph Curry was not in the finals, right? And that's an alarming stat. Like I think it was like ten years or whatever. The, I can't remember the exact stat, but when you think about that, bro, like in the past decade, it's either been LeBron or Steph in the finals like think about that that's huge, yeah bro. like that's huge and, and the only thing that really compares to it is like the boston celtic days of when they were just like running away with everything and, and bill russell and all of them guys were like just you know it was automatic chip almost like mm-hmm. i don't think we i don't think we get it we focus on the fact that oh man like he only won four i was like cool <laughs> but he got four <laughs> <laughs> right. And not even that. Who did he prevent from getting to the stage? There you go. Like I was watching um uh uh my, my man JJ Reddick. Mm-hmm. And um I always talk about like for sidebar, JJ Reddick to me is it is is the is the perfect example of just because it translated well in college, it don't translate well in the in the league. It took him a while, but he was yeah. a he was a bucket. Oh man, dude. But I'm watching. Um, he was talking about um, his time in, at, at the Magic, and you know when Dwight Howard was at his peak, and they had uh, lost the um, I don't know if they lost to Kobe or who, whoever they lost to, and you know everybody was going to come back, and you know that that that, and it was just comparing to like you know more or less appreciate the moment. Next year, not guaranteed. Right. He said that summer, LeBron signed 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 with Miami, and that was it. It was over with. And, and that, man, I'm glad you brought that up because I think just in terms, we, we can keep it on sports, but just in terms of sports, 
winning a championship, right? Like I'm wearing my Braves, like I'm I'm a diehard Braves fan, right? And so I I remember us winning the World Series in 1995. I remember that. I was a kid, but I remember that, right? And but look how long it took, bro, like to get another one. And I don't think people understand that. Like you have people that are literally playing in the championship they first, second year in the league, and they never get a chance to play again. Yep. And LeBron has been there 10 times. Like, I don't don't think – I think because he normalized going to the championship. That's what he did. Yeah. He normalized it. I mean, when you you consistently do something well, it's it's expected. Yeah. You know, I remember they said Steph went on a shooting slump. Like, Steph's shooting slump is people career highs. What are you talking about? <laughs> and right. I'm the ultimate Steph Curry hater. I'm a hater. It's, I'm a hater with underlying love. <laughs> yeah. You respect the game. You, you know you I respect the game. Uh. You know, I respect the game. So, I mean, yeah, man, LeBron, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, the amount of, you know, I mean, look, at, look at Toronto. Mm-hmm. Look what he did to that team. Granted, it worked out. Yeah. It worked out. Luckily, it worked out. But it almost, I mean, it, you know, I mean, like, you know, and I didn't realize this. The coach had gotten fired. The only job that he could get was with the Pistons who have it, you know, like, come on. And, like, that's a whole different topic on different topic. black coaches. But, you know, but I don't want to go there. But that's you a, to. you know, you know, you, you take me from a, a top three seed, seeded team. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, and I think he won Coach of the Year. The year he got fired. Yeah, yeah, he got fired at, 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 after his Coach of the Year. Like that's see that. Okay, so look, let's go through the list, right? Because you you, you kind of made mention of it, but like let's just really look at who LeBron kept out of the finals, or who who I'll, I'll say who LeBron kept for getting a championship. So his his teammate right now, Russell Westbrook, he kept him out back when they were OKC. He knocked them out, right? You got to look at, and these are people that don't have rings. James Harden don't have rings. Chris Paul don't have rings. You know what I'm saying? They're like we're not just mentioning small time players. We're we're talking about players who are significant in the NBA history that don't have rings because of LeBron. Mello. Carmelo Mello. don't have a ring. And now, now we want to take another level. Like these guys have teamed up with LeBron because they want they desperately want that ring. You know what I'm saying? And then if we look over in the East. The same thing happened, bro. Like, another thing that don't get talked about is when LeBron said I was going to the West, you notice how, like, all everybody now is in the East? Mm-hmm. Like, like think about it now. Like, everybody jumped to the East, and all of a sudden the East has been became the, the dominant conference out of nowhere, right, when the East was suffering all these years. It's like, I mean, but, you know, I, I, like I said – People are not going to truly understand how great LeBron was until you never see somebody else do it again, bro. And it's like, man. Yeah, I, I mean, even his like, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Bron guy. So I mean, I watched the post games. Like, it was one thing I remember watching where he like depicted the play, like, like so vividly. As a matter of fact, I, th- I think they aired the play to the side of him while he was, like, running it back. Like, yeah, Paul Pierce grabbed it. Uh, he threw it to Rondo. I'm sitting there like, how do you – I mean, hell, DeMar DeRozan said that one of the one of the players on his team didn't know to play, and LeBron told the man to play. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, you supposed you, to. <laughs> you supposed to go. <laughs> DeRozan looked like, yo, this is crazy, <laughs> you and know. You, so you just, you just said another name, DeRozan. He kept him from yeah, like, yeah. The list, the list. Is I mean, Cal Lowry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you know, and I mean, some of those battles, like people always talk about, you know. LeBron didn't have – he didn't have to go through the bad boys Pistons, man. But when he did – had to play the Pistons, they weren't no slouch. You know, I remember that game. He scored like 18 straight. Yeah, that, that that's when he went off. Like, yeah, that's that was like his 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 defining moment. Like, or oh, one of them. Yeah. That and was, even the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, so, but – a hell of a career. And like I said, we ain't going to realize it, bro, until it's like – until he's not on prime time. Like, think about it like this, right? You're 19. He's still the captain of the all-star team. So that's saying that not only do his numbers show that he's great, the fans still think that he's great too. It's just, you know, the criticism yep. is always going to be, oh, man, you went 10 times, but you were only able to win four. But, bro, tell that to Jerry West. I guarantee mm-hmm. Jerry West would love to get just two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but, but you got to – I mean, tell that to Carmelo. Carmelo don't have one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got these. These are NBA greats who would just look like Reggie Miller, Patrick Union. All of them dudes would have loved to have the opportunity to just get one ring, let alone yep. play four times. The dude basically said, come and play with me. You guaranteed a shot at a ring. I'm going to tell you, what's, I heard somebody say that, and it was a good uh, analogy to this football player. Who Who's the – what quarterback can can actually say that? What quarterback can say come yeah. and and you have a shot at a ring? Well, mm-hmm. right now he retired. It's, it's only Tom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Tom Brady. Yep. 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 Like every time I hear somebody say that, like he's the first person I think about because I'm not a football guy at all. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know, you know, the I know who I'm supposed to know. <laughs> I, got I, got I got you. You know so. But I always, you know, always, you know, he's always in the mix. Um, what what uh, part of Atlanta are you, you from? No, I'm I'm right here. I'm not too far from the airport. They call it South Fulton now, but I mean, that's <laughs> I I live I marketing. Live, yeah, yeah, marketing. Man. Like, Atlanta <laughs> is changing, bro. Like that's the one thing I can't tell you for sure is Atlanta is really changing, and it's like. So I've been. I'm say I've been in Atlanta since. Oh two. So like I was born here, but then I I moved and moved to a city called Macon. It's like an hour away from from Atlanta, uh, but I came back here for college and I've been here ever since. So, but in the twenty years that I've been living here, bro, I've seen so many changes. It's crazy. Like Atlanta is one, and, and it's happening everywhere. Like you know, we we had that episode uh, on gentrification if y'all get a chance y'all can go back and look at it too with king williams great great guy that we went to college together but man atlanta is a city where you could be driving by a place and just say that you don't drive by that place for like another three to six months it can look completely different <laughs> because they are knocking down stuff and building up and they're doing it so fast to the point where you just really don't get an opportunity. Like when the pandemic hit and people were inside and when people finally left and went outside, you're like, bro, like they don't bulldoze a whole neighborhood and build yeah. 
like right over the hood. Like it's it's crazy, man, how it's happening. And right now, like real estate is going so crazy here in the city, bro. Like you lucky, you lucky to get get property here in the city because you come in yeah. and get something, and somebody else outbidding you like crazy, man. So. Yeah, I, uh, my my one of my best friends, uh, he went to Clark. Okay, okay. So you know, I visited. This was around. I'm trying to think, this was around like the Snap era, back okay. when you know, like like Lil John was like going crazy and Yang Yang and Jeezy and all that. Right, right. Ti, oh. I remember. I remember. Matter, it's funny. I remember buying John Legend first CD on the Promenade. <laughs> So it's that like oh I guess oh six ish so somewhere around there. Oh in between you know, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean I I, I Atlanta's a, a a beautiful, you know, I, I never forget when I um when I arrived when when I took my got, got my cab from um wow cab. Um, got my cab from <laughs> I got my. It's cool. It's cool to show your age, bro. Because like you have, like I felt that on the spiritual. I was like, bro, like I can't think of the last time I caught a cab. But yeah, yeah cab called or flag went down or you know. So you know, I I got on my cab and I they let me right there on the whatever that main road is. Um, you know, and 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 uh, I guess is that the AUC? I guess. Um, yeah, like, and I'm just looking. I'm I'm looking around like. Yo, this is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's it's a culture shock when you come. And I'll, I'll say this, right? Because I'm assuming you're talking about just like black. Yes. Right. And so here's the thing, right? You don't realize it until you leave. Like for people that live in Atlanta, you don't realize how black. Atlanta is and, and and how successful in black Atlanta is until you you leave right because when you're here it's just it's normal like I know where the white people are at right like I know their quote-unquote neighborhoods or whatever but it's nothing in Atlanta to just see like a black guy riding down Camp Creek in a Bentley or like a fan like it's it's nothing like you just it, it's normal it's really normal and you can be on Peachtree and see the same thing and you know it, it it doesn't matter where you're at in the city you can see like black wealth here in Atlanta and you and you take it for granted and you don't notice until you go somewhere else and you're just like yo like I ain't seen no black people in like three miles bro like where but I go here I step outside I can any like any pocket of, of the city is just a wealth of black people bro and like that's one thing that I, I think the only other city that, that I have been told that you can compare it to is like a DC. DC is like that where you know where all the white people are, but the black people are pretty much everywhere else. Um, yeah. Is Baltimore like that though? Like I mean I've Nah, Baltimore is mixed. I mean, DC is definitely a black a black town. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I mean they're like not like I was when when you said it, I was thinking initially what came to my mind and only been there a handful of times was I always compared Atlanta to Charlotte. Charlotte Charlotte, yeah. I like Charlotte a lot actually. Like you I, know, I, um like, but Charlotte and, and but and DC. DC is, is 
Oh yeah. Yeah, it is it is very, very, very black. I mean, it's not too many. Damn, now that you said that, yeah. It's just not, bro. <laughs> Outside of like the monuments and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, like that's but that's more tourist, yeah, you know, attractions. But you, like the neighborhoods. Yeah, you take away the like the National Mall in that area of DC, like where the, the tourist attraction DC is is for the most part. Yeah. You know, what I mean? New Orleans is another city that that I think too, but it's um, it's it is it is a segregated. Well, I don't want to say segregated, but there's a mix of black and, and white in um, New Orleans. But I feel like every time that I go to New Orleans, I'm only in like the black spots. So I kind of see that a little bit more. But I, I feel like Atlanta, bro. Like no matter where you go, you're gonna see black people doing well like successful black people yeah and see that's not i mean in baltimore that's not really a, a common thing i mean i mean you have it but it's it's not is if 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 i saw bentley when i walked outside i'm utterly surprised right but like who is that who the hell is that <laughs> you know so that's not something you know that you know um like, you know, like the CIAA was just here for the first year. Okay. And I was a little nervous. I'm like, this is, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Baltimore is a little, yeah. a little different, you know, and I, and I was, you know, um, but I mean, I, from what I hear, I mean, things, things went well, you know, well, well for the town and, you know, it's the first year, so things will get better, but. It was, I definitely was like, this isn't Charlotte, you know, like Charlotte has the epicenter and all that to hold a lot of those events in one, in one space, right. you know, and others, you know, they have some, you know, elsewhere, but, you know, um, so I, hopefully they'll, they'll, uh, you know, build on that. But yeah, man, Atlanta's a, a I was down there, uh, well, not in Atlanta, in Greenville, um, so my okay. best friend. No, Greenville, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, man, you was in there. <laughs> <laughs> you was in man, <laughs> man, man. I was in it. I, 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 I came down literally. Uh, um, I told my buddy, I was like, "Man, I'm about to fly down next week mm -hmm. and leave the next day." He like, "Well, you coming for 24 hours?" I said, "24 hours. I ain't even breaking no clothes." <laughs> I said, "I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring, change the underclothes, take a shower, and all that." Man, look, yeah. I, I literally flew in. We went to the gentleman's club, mm -hmm. left, and we drove. I just remember him driving forever. I was like, it was far and it was very, very, very country. Yeah, man. Very country. Greenville. So I just looked it up because I was trying to see, like, Greenville, it says about 40, 44 miles outside of Atlanta. So yeah, like when you said that, I was thinking I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. I thought you were talking about North Carolina. You said nah. Georgia, bro. I'm like, I don't even know if I've ever been to Greenville, Georgia. It's, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it wasn't nothing there. I mean, I think I might have saw. I don't know if that was a hardware store or a Dollar General. I remember a store and a gas station, but it was like, <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's a different you know, type it was. It was a, Different type of living, different type of living, you know, so, but, hey, it was a good time, though. 
always a good time. Yeah, I mean that's that, but see that's one thing you 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 learn about Georgia, right? Because most of the time you say Georgia, people automatically think about Atlanta, right? But the reality is, outside of Atlanta, Columbus, Savannah, Augusta, Macon, Georgia is like country, country, like dirt roads, <laughs> cows, fields, like mm-hmm. bro. Like when you take away those five cities, outside of that. That's all you get. Like if you if you go you can go about 45 50 minutes outside of Metro Atlanta in any direction and you in the sticks. And you got you got to watch yourself. You know what I mean? That's just really <laughs> an hour outside of the in any direction, bro. Like it could be it can go down in a real way, you know what I mean? So that's that's the reality of of living in in Georgia, man. Like, cause I I'm a Georgia boy, like born and raised, and I can tell you, I've seen some things that that'll make you like, like, bro, like you serious, and and you also see some things like, wow, like it's just, it's a it's a beautiful place to live, but you have to you have to be on your guard. I'll put it like that. Like down here, oh yeah, down here, bro. Like I can tell you for sure. No matter what building you walk in, there's at least two to three guns in every building. Like, just on on persons. Like everybody down here carry a gun, so it's just it's the law of the land. Like you, everybody got it on. So assume everybody got it on them. Yeah, I mean, is is when this is when I knew my my homeboy lived in the country. He was like, uh, I guess the way they buy meat is like buy the like a half a cow. <laughs> he said, uh, "I said, oh, what is what does that consist of? Like, what are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like? What are you getting? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to talk to that. I'm like, wow. And then you brought up uh, making Georgia. I'm a avid, well, not active, but when I was younger, a wrestling fan. Okay. And I remember Johnny B. Bad yeah. <laughs> was from making Georgia, and I and that you know. So, and when you said making, I said, hold on, I think that's." Where Johnny B. Bad was from. Yeah. Whoa, well, that's what the character said on, yeah, yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah. wrestling, you know. So, but yeah, man, I definitely love, I love, I love what y'all are doing. It definitely get me through some of them days at work. I'm hey. sitting there, and 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 you know, and the stuff hit home, you know. So you know, um, I remember at my job, um, I was a part of this. Uh, they had a marketing, a marketing um, video, and it was about connecting. And the one thing I liked about it, and it, and it made sense, like a lot of people can say things and, you know, try to deliver messages, but everybody don't connect. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like absolutely. I have at least eight podcasts on my Google podcast that's there. I listen to them. I catch them when I catch them, you know, but like the last one with the, the, um, the, uh, the uh, best friends, you know, female, you know, like, like that's a real thing. That's a real thing, bro. <laughs> you know, a that's a real thing. You know, and you know to hear it, and then like you know, like I say, you know, you guys kind of sound like me and my partners. So you know, it's just always refreshing to hear, you know, one similar stories, and you know, make you reminisce or or remember, you know, take you down memory lane, and it just you know, it's 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 fruitful information, you know, so. You know, I hope, you know, all the listeners are taking heed and, you know, letting people know and, you know, sharing it and, you know, um, 
you know, passing it on because there's so much other BS that we share, including myself. Right, right. You we know, all do it. Yeah, we all do it. You know, um, it's like when when you come across something that has, like I said, some some fruitfulness to it. You know, it needs to be heard on the on the on the largest platform possible. Look, bro. Hey, first off, thank you for saying that. Like, we we really appreciate y'all. Like, for real. Like, because for us, it's seven of us, right? Like, we seven deep, and we we all met in college. Except for me, me and Corey, we met in high school. But like, um, we all met in college, freshman year, Georgia State University, two thousand and two, and so we have a real true brotherhood. Like, we've been we have twenty years of friendship, and like, we legit can can say whatever we want to without judgment to any one of us. Right. And so the conversations that we have in our group chat, we're just like, like, bro, like other people are probably dealing with some of the same stuff we're dealing with. So we should take this to the podcast and like, just have a, have a normal conversation. Like we normally would have in our group chat, just have it on a microphone and a camera in front of us and, and like really discuss stuff that we want to talk about. And, you know, it, the reception has been great, man. And so like people like you who tell us that you truly enjoy our conversation like that, that makes it all worth it, bro. Because we know that we're saying something like, I'll put it like this. The fact that black com was available says a lot. You see what I'm saying? Like that, that's a real thing to us. Like the fact that nobody has thought and not saying that it's such an innovative idea, like bro, like black men think that shouldn't be that innovative you know, it's just saying that that space is wide open and so we should fill it. And, and we know that, bro, black men do be, we out here thinking, bro. We ain't just out here doing whatever yeah. we're doing. Like, we really thinking about some real critical things, man, and trying to make our lives better and the people around us lives better, bro. So, like, we, we truly appreciate you for sure. For One, for being a Patreon member, like, we know – that bro, like anytime somebody want to spend money with you, like that means that they've invested in what we have going on. So like we we do appreciate. We don't take that lightly at all. Right. But also just telling people about us, like that's that's important. On just like even if you are, are uh, just a subscriber of the podcast itself, when you tell somebody about what we're doing, it means the world, bro. Because now they get the opportunity to explore it for themselves and possibly tell somebody else. So thank you for real. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, you gotta, it gotta be more of it. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, and you know, um, I mean, cause even like I was, uh, I had a discussion with a friend of mine and we were watching, um, well, in order, uh, I was at work and we were talking about high and learning mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and this was maybe a couple months. months, this was a couple months ago. Um, but my staff were teenagers and they had never seen it. Okay. You know, so, you know, I told them, I said, it's a hard watch, you know, because I work in a retirement community. So, you know, I mean, as far as like the clientele there, you know, is, is, is not, you know, it's, it's Caucasian. Um, so it's just, it's it, like, I, I was trying to tell them just, you know, watching certain things. And then, you know, I don't know, America and Chris Rock had this, I don't, I don't know if you watched Chris Rock, but he had on a special. This was years ago. He said, "America is like that uncle who paid for your college, mm-hmm. but didn't touch you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you know. Yeah. And you know, for me, it gets you know, it gets you know, it gets a little rough. You know, when you're watching certain things to kind of still you know come to work and navigate, right. like it's okay. 
you know, um, and I don't know, it's just, you know, America's a, a, a funny thing. So that's why, like I said, when I see, you know, positivity going on, I try to, you know, support it. You know, I was just watching Coach Carter with, with my son, mm-hmm. you know, and just trying to, you know, because he's at, at that age where, you know, it's a bit of a struggle. So I know a lot of times, just like, you know, when I was a kid, my mother might not, couldn't reach me, but Hulk Hogan could or yeah. Michael Jordan could. So if Michael Jordan said it, I'm going to listen to him. So I'm like, all right, in my head, you know, I'm going to let him watch this. Like, I'm going to be honest, and some of your subscribers, and you may think I'm crazy, I let my son watch Boys in the Hood. No. And he's 10. No, I get it. But it, it's, I'm like, I'd rather you see this, and I'm there to explain it, than you live this and don't know what to do. That's the that's the biggest part, what you just said, that you're able to explain it, Right. Now, letting them watch it and just, like, leaving it to interpretation. Oh, no. Yeah, no. We're not doing that. Yeah. But for you to be there to explain to them what's going on, that that's the important part. Because now they can see it in, in a place to where it ain't just dad just telling me whatever. Because kids going to be kids. We all been there where your parents try to tell you something. And if, if we would have listened to what our parents told us at 12, Bro, we would have been completely different individuals. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have to go through them five years of being hard-headed and trying to figure it out on our, on our own. We would have had to head start. But, you know, kids, we all have to go through that. So with them seeing a film, like especially like Boys in the Hood, and see what they went through, and it ain't just you telling them not to do this, they can see it and be like, oh, no, Trey was right. Like, right. <laughs> he should have got out the car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, it's, 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 it's stuff like furious, like the scene about gentrification, Man, like that's so like, that's, <laughs> that was 93. I don't know what year that came out, Something but like, like we 30 years in and like, that's the uh, active, like the, it, that could have been filmed last week. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's you know, crazy. so 91. You know, so I mean, Ninety one, thirty one years ago, you know. So you know, I let them watch that, you know, to kind of see, you know, different sides. Man, and man, who watched John Q, so he can see as a parent, you got to sometimes figure shit out. Yeah, man. Yeah, my son needs fifty thousand or whatever, but I got rent that's still due. <laughs> I got this is still due. Yo, I haven't eaten. Like, you know, so just, you know, just trying to see that, you know, so he can see different perspectives because a lot of times when you have something or you have total access all the time, your sense of appreciation isn't as, as, as strong. So, you know, by him having a father, like he doesn't know to not have it, but he doesn't like, he doesn't know, you know, certain things like this is life for him. Right. So, you know, just trying to show different, you know, avenues because he may not see me struggle, but I go through stuff. You know, I I just don't bring it to you. Like I go through it every day, right? You know, so um, just you know, just just trying to you know make sure he's well rounded and all that good stuff. I know I told a few people about the boys in the hood. They was like, I don't know, Mike. Man, look, that's a story. A that's story. a real story from the police scene, from kids stealing, you know, at a young age and getting thrown in the system and can't really recover from recover from it to the boy as a kid coming home in a wheelchair like it's managing relationships you know at a young age and trying to fit like it's so many layers like 
Yeah, you look at even yeah, that, go down to, to Ricky, man. Like he's showing you that the responsibility. Like Ricky had a kid at an early age, bro. Showing them like, yeah, got to be responsible. And Ricky having everything in the world, but he still lost it in the end because you know the crowd, the company that you can keep. Even sometimes when you're not even trying to keep the wrong company, it's just being a right. With the crowd, bro. Like so, you know, it, it's so many, so many layers to that movie, man. Especially looking back on it, like that movie came out in '91. I was seven. I probably saw it. I don't know. I, I probably yeah, me too. At the same time, like ten or eleven when I saw it. You know what I mean? But man, it's it's still powerful today. Like I can watch it. Right yeah. Now, like it's brand new. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Yeah, that's 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 one of them one you know, like I said, one of them good ones, man. So yeah, just trying to show him, like I said, some different scenarios and hopefully he can connect because, you know, sometimes as a parent, that can be, you know, a struggle on my father on my back. And I mean I get it. I get it. I was I was him and I'm like, you know, I get it, bro, but I'm telling you, I promise you, I'm telling you some good stuff. Yeah, man. It is light at the end of the tunnel, but you you're going the wrong way, my man. <laughs> I mean that that that's the toughest thing, bro. Like me, I have two daughters, and and so I you know I don't have to have the same type of conversations, but I still got to have conversations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a little bit different with daughters, but you know they make me softer, right? Because like where I would be tough. It's just like, bro, you'll look at them and it's just like, oh, man, they just they just want conversation. Like, they just want to be able to tell you what's going on. And sometimes, like, you have to learn as a parent, just like, all right, cool. I already know the answer, but let me listen to what you got to say because I might learn something in what you're trying to say. And, like, my oldest is only four years old, bro, but, like, I've learned so much stuff from her just listening. Like, I, I can tell her to do something. And she's like, no, Dad, I don't want to do that. And, you know, as a parent, the first thing you think, like, bro, don't talk to me like that. But then you got to right. <laughs> really think about that. Like that kid with no filter, no world, no nothing to, to kind of warp her, her, her brain or anything. She's telling you straight up, like, no, like, don't talk to me that way. Like, and, and you have to really, it's a gut check. Like you want to be, you know how it is as a parent, bro, you, your word is low, but you're like, yeah. And like, no, man, you talking to me like, in a way that I don't appreciate. And if you really sit back and think about it, if somebody talked to you the way that you're trying to talk to me right now, you're going to have the same reaction. And it's like, dang, she right. I ain't trying to hear it right now, but she right. Like, no, dad, just like, ask me what you want me to do. Don't just, don't yell at me. Like, I don't like that. I'm just like, yeah, bro, what is And this? I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a gut check. You know, I've definitely, uh, <laughs> Had my fair share of those moments. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's you just like this. Is what my mom was talking about all the time. <laughs> Don't get that. And my mother, when I say she loves it, yeah, man. she's loving this to yeah. like see to see me go through what I go through, and she is like, "That is your son. Yep. You did the same thing, you know, like." And, you know, so she, you know, and then, you know, grandparents, you know, well, I'm going to say my mother. I'm not going to say all. I got you. They're soft. They're soft. <laughs> you know, grandparents are definitely soft, but, you know, it's definitely with with love. I mean, you got to have balance. 
you know, yeah. they got to be the one to call. And I mean, now, you know, looking back at it, I, I, I called my grandmother a couple of times, you know, to kind of ease the, ease the pain, you know, talking all the stuff I'm talking thinking about doing it i'm not going to do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely no i mean that that's that's the reality bro like your parents are are i remember how hard my parents were on me and like hey my my, my kids can do anything and i was like bro like i couldn't do half of the stuff they get away with right now and it's just like man but then you think about it like they are they are reliving your childhood through a different lens they're looking at like they have true enjoyment like as a parent you don't have the same enjoyment because you're trying to you know you're trying to steer your children in the right way so you ain't so you're trying to enforce discipline you're trying to um give them some type of standard of living and 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 ideals and and, and all of those things but your your parents are just looking at them like now we just been to love on them have they've been to have fun when they're around around mm-hmm. grandma like because they don't have to do the same thing that, that they had to do with you. Yeah, that's your job. Right. So now they just right. <laughs> enjoying it. Like, no, cool. Oh, they, they get to stay up to nine with you? Hey, I have a strict schedule when they're at home with me. Like, I got yeah. to break all of this when you keep them. But, you know, it, it is what it is, bro. It's a beautiful thing. That's why they, they always love their grandma. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It, I know my, my, um, my mother has just moved back to Baltimore. And um, my son had got in trouble last week. So I sent them over there uh, one day just for, you know, sometimes you need that separation. Right. You know, you just, just go to your grandmother's house. And I called. I said, I'm about to convict you. I want to say with grandma. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And for me, like I said, for me, it's different because until my mother moved back, I'm not one to be asking people to watch my son. So if yeah. if I got them. I got them, you know, so like, I've never had that family member just call to say, hey, can you watch them? And like, I'm driving, I'm like, damn, my son 10, this is the first time I've ever been able to drive to my mom's house and drop him off, you know, because she lived in Virginia for like since 06. Um, you know, so it was just like, damn, this is, I, I, I could get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in that same i'm in that same boat like both myself and my wife like our my my well my, my father passed but my my mom she lives still in macon and my wife family is from augusta and so everybody is like i'm a my mom an hour away and her mom and dad is like two and a half hours away so I'm in that same boat. Like, yeah, I have some homeboys who are like, you know, oh, yeah, y'all can drop the kids over here if y'all want to go on a date night or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, bro, we don't have the luxury of just saying like, yeah, boom, keep them for for a little bit. Like, we have to yeah. make plans. If my mom come up here, like, I got to make plans for her to come up and, you know, all of this. And it's just like, bro, that sounds real good now being able to drive like 15 minutes and drop them off. Like, yeah, we'll have. And that. it's interrupt the work. And it's interrupt the work. Oh yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> this is that's perfect. perfect. I'm talking perfect. Like I gotta pass the house to go to my job. So that's you perfect. know, it's 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 uh perfect. So you know, that's definitely been a plus, man. But um, I'm gonna get up here, man. You know, like I say, keep you know, thank y'all. You know, the team. Tell you, you know, salute, salute. Keep it up. I would like to see y'all diving. Up. We didn't talk about it much, but about how that coach, that coaching thing. You know, far as you know, oh, yeah. how you know, sometimes they kind of 
you know, you'll be on an elite team, you know, and I hope, you know, get fired or whatever, have you, you know, when, and now you're pushing me to a team that's doomed. So now my, so now my value as a coach is down because they're not executing. No, it's not that. Yeah. I'm still that great coach, you know, but you're the best for whatever player. reason, you know, and in the NBA, I did see it, you know, there was a record number of, of, of head coaches, but you know, it could be more in the NFL, you know, I'm, I'm not a, well, I haven't watched it, so I don't know, but I mean, to my understanding, it's not a whole lot. Besides no, it's, it's worse. The, it's like the, the NBA makes the NFL in terms of black coaches look like, <laughs> looks like it, it makes it look like an Ivy League school versus a um, a junior college. I'll put it like mm. that. Like Damn. there's, there, right now there are two head. I was going to say, I know, I know the Pittsburgh coach is black. Yeah. Pittsburgh and Lovey Smith. I think he just got a job with the Houston Texans. Okay. So it's two black coaches, head coaches in, and it's what thirty-two teams. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah that kind of put it in perspective right there. Like you know, yeah, it, it's different. Like the NBA is progressive compared to how the the NFL is is moving, man. Like they just the black coaches, no matter how great they are, you know, they get they get one shot. And, and the the thing that sucks with them is that. They don't go. They don't get a, like in the NBA with with Casey, how he coach of the year got fired, and then at least he went to be a head coach at another team. At the NFL, bro, like if you're a head coach and you get fired, you might not even become a coordinator somewhere. Like you still got right. like you got to work your way up, back up to a head coach, and it's not that that's not always the case for the white counterparts in the NFL. But yeah, I, we, we're gonna I'll write it down, man. We'll definitely try to deep dive when I get the fellows on here and um. And just have that that real conversation about it because it, it's happening, man. And it's happening in more than just sports. It's happening in corporate America. It's happening in like everywhere, bro. So yeah, it's definitely a conversation to be had for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you would think, you know, you look at somebody like a, and I mean, he's early into that in, into that program. But Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. you know, that coach that you can connect to is important, and you see that because you like you've seen, I forget the kid's name. Who was supposed to go to Florida? Oh and yeah, walked away, walked away, and gone to Jackson State. Yeah, you know, and that's a hometown. That's a huge program, huge program. Oh yeah, he would have been on ESPN, every, guaranteed every, every week. week. You know, so but he, I mean, I'm sure it was had something to do with the culture. You know, um, you know, um, and you know, connecting, you know, having somebody that you can really talk to, like really can. Say, coach, man, I got into a little scrap with you know I was at the, I was at the skating ring and yeah. I didn't know that was her boyfriend. Like everybody can't relate to that, man. That's you know, so <laughs> that's so real, bro. That's so real. You bro. know, it's important being able to relate is important in in every setting. In every yeah, setting. like having the you know. having the, the proper context to understand that a conversation. You know how it is, like we as black men sometimes can be having a passionate conversation, but from the outside looking in, it's an argument, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the proper context, you think all you see is a group of black men arguing. So now the police being called now it don't escalate it. But if you somebody that that's from our culture that understand what that is, bro, they're just talking about LeBron and, and KD. Yep. 
<laughs> talking about LeBron and KD, what are you talking about? Like, you don't call the police because they arguing about, like, it ain't that big of a deal. But if you're not from our culture, you don't understand that we talk passionate about certain topics. You know what I'm saying? And now something that escalated because you don't know. You're, you're, you're just from the outside looking in and don't know how we talk. And if you don't know how we talk, you ain't gonna understand. It's just as simple as that. So, yeah, bro. Look. Yeah. Thank it's, you. Uh, no problem. Thank you. No problem, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, I look forward to more episodes. And um, I don't know if it was you I was talking to, but I uh, I was talking to a member of your team um, on my uh, Instagram, and uh, one of y'all said, well, "If I, you know, when I come down to Atlanta, let y'all know." And I said, "All right, if I come down there, don't don't do me like uh, Von L. Hill did." Bart. <laughs> See, that's a part of me out there. Look, look, look that's out there crazy. Hey, that's about part of being about our culture, man. You got to know what we're talking about to understand. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, man said, catfish Ooh. delicious. <laughs> the food, man. But no, we ain't going to do you like that, bro. I, I can guarantee you, man, if you're down here in the city, hit us up. Give us enough time, man. We'll go and grab a beer or something, man. Like, we, you know, we'll try to make sure. We um we we can accommodate, especially our Patreon members, bro. Like you, you supporting us, bro. So like, look, we can. The least we could do is go and grab a beer. You know, right, right, right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But I'm gonna get up here, man. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, uh, many six much success on your future endeavors and everything. And uh, yeah, man, keep it up. Let's love. All right, bro. All right, man. Peace. Later. So look, man. Thank you. Um. Walt for coming through, man. It was a great conversation, man. We talked about everything from the Lakers, LeBron, legacy, all the way to um, being a father and the importance of being a father and how we can, um, you know, we're responsible for our children's future. And we're also responsible to for listening to our children um, as well. So, like, great conversation tonight. And um, if you like these type of conversations, let us know, man. Make sure you um, like and subscribe and rate comment all of that good stuff we are on youtube we're trying to build that youtube community up a little bit more uh, we know you guys listen on a podcast platform those numbers are great but our youtube numbers are not where they need to be so we want to try to boost those up and um so it, you know if you want to see the content by all means click on it like it subscribe rate review but if you're just um here for the podcast portion of audio only we a hey, we love it. We know that the content is getting there. If you want to have the opportunity to do what Walt did and actually come on the podcast and share topics and talk, then uh, you have to join our Patreon community. What we do there is um, we have bonus episodes. We we interact with, with uh, the patrons and, and we call them thinkers. Uh, so we interact with our thinkers and have good conversations there. We do different polls. We share bonus episodes. Um, if you want episodes of like our first podcast that we did that we didn't release, uh, we actually released those on our Patreon account. So if you want to be a part of that community, click the link in our bio, go to blackmanthink.com. Um, however you get the content and, and make sure you go there and um, just subscribe. You know, we have different, different tiers there. Uh, so you, get the tier that's beneficial for you. I'll just say that. Uh, there are perks with all uh, other tiers, but whichever one is more beneficial for you, make sure you go there and so you can get the content uh, that you're looking for. But other than that, oh, forgot, ask a black man. I almost see when I don't have the crew here, man. I'm trying to figure it out on my my, on my own. Let me see what we got here. Um, Let's see. Uh... 
That's a weird question. Okay. Here's one. This is just a, a, a basic question. Uh, what was your first job? My first job, me, Justin, JD, last name good. I go by all of those names. Uh, my first, my first real job, because my first actual job, I worked with my dad. Uh, my dad was a uh, painter and commercial and residential. So he would paint houses, uh, paint different businesses. So my first job was working with him, riding in the truck, going to different job sites and, and, um, you know, painting and, and picking up stuff. Sometimes just riding in the truck that used to be like part of the job, um, itself. But, um, that, that was, man, I just, that was a good memory. I just thought about my dad, but that was a real good memory just driving in the truck. Um, but my first official job was at, um, it's a grocery store called Kroger. Uh, I was a courtesy clerk, AKA I bag groceries. <laughs> I made five fifteen an hour plus tips. Uh, I used to kill on the tips cause I used to like, I figured out a system and I would just like help people out and, uh, you know, have a conversation with them. That wasn't a pushy conversation. It was just like have a real conversation with people. And so I used to do pretty well on tips. Um, but yeah, that was my first official job was at Kroger. I also, um, sold a lot of CDs and candy and all of that stuff. Like I was just like always been a entrepreneur slash hustler. I've always found a way to make some money, but my first official job where I had to put in paperwork was Kroger as a courtesy clerk, five fifteen an hour. I never forget that. That was a, uh, it wasn't a hard job, but it wasn't a job that I just like enjoyed, but you know, it was a job. Right. Had to make some money while I was in high school. So that's what I did. But thank you all for that. But look, once again, Black Man Think Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you all tell a friend to tell a friend. We grow. And the only way we grow is that you let other people know. So um, until then, we'll see you all next week. Probably have the whole crew on next week. Corey and um, Mo. We'll try to see if we can get Tori in on some conversation. We might even see if we can get Chris in. You know, we're going to see what's up. Maybe Ace. Um, it will be nice to have a full pod with everybody. We'll see. It's all good. Tune in next time. See y'all. The Black Men Think Podcast.